0: Welcome to the Raise with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading from the book of Amos, chapter 4. Amos, chapter 4. Listen to this, you cows of Bashan, who are on the mountains of Samaria, you women who are oppressing the poor, who are crushing the needy, who say to your husbands, bring us more drinks. The Lord swears by his holiness, the days are surely coming against you, when they will drag you away with hooks, every last one of you with fish hooks. You will go out through the broken-down walls. Each woman will go straight ahead, and you will be thrown out toward Harmon, declares the Lord. Go to Bethel, and rebel. Rebel even more at Gilgal. Bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every third day. Burn some leavened bread as a thank-offering, and proclaim voluntary offerings. Announce them. For you love to do this, you people of Israel, says the Lord God. Warnings produce no repentance. I am the one who gave to you clean teeth in all your cities, and lack of food in all your places, but you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I am the one who withheld the rain from you while there were still three months before the harvest. I would send rain in one city, but on another city I would not send rain. One plot of ground would receive rain, but another plot on which it did not rain would dry up. Whenever people from two or three cities staggered to another city to get water to drink, they would not have enough. But you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I struck you with blight and mildew. Your many gardens, your vineyards, your fig trees, and your olive trees were devoured by locusts. But you did not return to me, declares the Lord." I sent plagues against you like the plagues of Egypt, I killed your best soldiers with the sword, together with your captured horses, I made the stench of your camp rise up into your nostrils, but you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I overthrew some of you, just as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, and you became like a burning stick snatched from the fire, but you did not return to me, declares the Lord. Therefore this is what I will do to you, Israel. Yes, this is what I will do to you. Prepare to meet your God, O Israel. Indeed, he who forms mountains and who creates wind, who declares his thoughts to mankind, who turns dawn into darkness, and who treads down the high places of the earth, the Lord, the God of armies, is his name. This is the word of our God, Amos chapter 4. In this chapter, Amos continues his scathing rebuke of the different groups within the nation of Israel, that northern nation of um, of the ten tribes of Israel. And in the first section, he talks to these, what he refers to as the cows of Bashan, these women of Samaria who are oppressing the poor and what they are doing, enjoying their cocktails and the finer luxuries of life. And in so doing, those luxuries were paid for by the profit that their husbands made off the backs of the poor that they were repressing. And these women who are enjoying their luxuries and entertainment with that prophet are participating in the sin of their husbands. And that is contrasted with the work of God as he calls out to As he calls out to Israel to return to the Lord, Israel has not sought the Lord, but the Lord has been seeking Israel and his love spoke a stern language when he cries again and again, verses six through really 13, um, return to me, return to me. It was the language of famine and drought, blight, mildew and locusts of pestilence and disease and war and great disasters comparable to the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah. You can almost hear the anguish in his voice as, as echoed later in the words of Jesus as he comes over the Mount of Olives at the beginning of Holy Week. Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, yet you are not willing. Um, you did not return to me. How often I would have gathered you. Israel has refused to meet God as her deliverance, and now she will meet God as her judge in all of his fearful majesty as the Lord of hosts. Um, that's really verses 6 through 13. And what we see here is is that these natural disasters, as we call them, or even acts of God, as we call them, um, we don't have a specific word from God talking about why these things are allowed or permitted or even sent to us. We don't have any specific word from God to say, you know, from prophet Amos or similar to say, this is what happened and this is what God has said. And it is, it is a bit of a fool's errand to try to draw a direct connection between a particular sin and a particular disaster. But in a general way, in a general way, we can take these things as reminders of our mortality or as reminders of our sinfulness and reminders that it is time to repent, that as long as it is day, it is time to repent. Um, You might even think of the first of the 95 theses when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or when our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said repent, he willed that the entire life of the Christian be one of repentance. And so when we look around and we see disease, disaster, um, economic depression, when we see oppression of the poor and we see pestilence and warfare, drought and mildew and a supply chain that in Israel was totally devoured and a supply chain that in our country, well, maybe it's been disrupted here and there. Take these. We do not not project onto them a specific meaning, but we derive from them and take from them a specific reminder that this is the time of repentance, that we recognize that our daily bread comes from our Lord and that he is the one who must provide for us. And perhaps that is where we're going to wrap up today, the fourth petition to the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. What does this mean? God gives daily bread, even without our prayer, to all wicked people. We pray in this petition that he would lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. What is meant by daily bread? Everything that belongs to the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, field, cattle, money, goods, a pious spouse, pious children, pious servants, pious and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, discipline, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. And if we have any of those things, it is an occasion to give thanks to God. And if we are lacking any of those things, it is an occasion to repent before God, to recognize, Lord, I know I deserve nothing good from you, but Lord, (laughs) convict in me where I have strayed from you, that I may find my joy in you today and always. And so as you go about your day, what does this look like in our lives? Well, there's definitely an awareness and a thankfulness to our God for the blessings that he has given to us. And take a moment to to pray for those um, in your community or in your church, in our country, um, and in our world. Pray for those who are suffering. Pray most of all that they may be encouraged by the word of God and the grace of God, especially those within our congregations. And take the opportunity, take a moment to reach out to them, whether in maybe text or email, phone call or Facebook, to reach out to them and say, Dear Christian friend, I know you're going through a tough patch right now, but take heart. Jesus loves you and we do too. Is there anything that we can do for you? Any way that we can help? Can I drop off a meal this week or whatever the case may be? Thanks much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. God bless your day.